On Monday, August 8th, Paul Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. a lot of things I don't go in for. <laughs> Put your lips on another man's can. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I'm not sure what the f*** this is. I'm about to find out. This is Tall Can Audio. How's it going, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Matt Robinson with you in our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. Rob Christie in our satellite studio out in the boons of Canada. What's happening on a Sunday afternoon, man? Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that it was Sunday afternoon because short of the podcast, I would have no idea what day it is. Like, really, is it Friday? Is it Monday? On a, on a forty long weekend, uh, I get it gets to be very confusing. It's almost like that Boxing Day to New Year's stretch. This is it. Yeah. Like on on a, on a traditional three day long weekend, I get it. Yeah, sure. You work till Friday, punch the clock, you slide down the back of the Brontosaurus, whatever happens there, <laughs> and then where you go, right? And then you're like, hey, it's Monday, and I'm not working. Look at me. But then with the fr- with the Friday and the Monday, yeah, it's a little. It's to be a little tricky on the in, internal clock. The only thing that matters, you just wake up. Do I need pants today? Nope. Cool. Carrying on. Ne- and- <laughs> never is the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, what are you sipping on on this uh, nondescript random day somewhere in the abyss of Easter? So, somewhere in the Easter abyss. I like it, Matt. That could be a, a Leonard Cohen poem, I think. <laughs> um. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a glutton, right? I I, I was due for a uh, a small batch shipment to arrive, which did. So that's six different types of pints from three different breweries. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I thought, what better way to celebrate Easter than to, you know, pick up something from a local brewery as well? Right. So I've 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 happened over to the brewery that I believe is is the best brewery in the city. That would be Brew Revolution at a Stittsville. It's not in the city. It's in Stittsville, man. If it's if it's got a Stitz branch of Vegas. The Ottawa, if it's got a branch of the Ottawa Public Library, it's in the city. All right. So there you go. Stretching it here just a little bit. Yeah. Well, like like belt loops, like all kinds of things. <laughs> Shit's happening. Limits it's getting good re- taste. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's getting real. Um, but I was lured over there by a, um, they do, uh, they have a, so if you recall, most of their stuff is, is got 
musical based titles. Right. Right. So um, I, I was, I was lured over there by a crush orange pale ale mm. comes in a 500 milliliter bottle. Uh, super nice. I can't wait to, I can't wait to go back and pick up maybe four or six. That's it's going to be outstanding summer drinking. It, it's nice and easy, kind of an American pale ale, right? Lighter in flavor, but with a, with a nice hint of orange at the end, not, not overpowering in any way, just refreshing, easy drinking. Uh, I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. That's, and that's what I left on untapped crushable. <laughs> um, yeah, very original. Clearly <laughs> you've, you came up with the same thing. Anyways, that being said, today I am drinking who wears Schwartz Schwartz. <laughs> Resurrected <laughs> Jesus wears Schwartz Schwartz. <laughs> Baby Jesus. Yeah. That's what I like to think of. It's so yeah, it's their black lager. Who wears Schwartz Schwartz? I like it. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so I'm going to have a poll on this and let you know. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, I've kind of, I guess I'm continuing on my, my central Ontario theme here as I'm back to the Fenland Falls Brewing Company, the, the red. And so, uh, I, I've, I think I've had this before, but, uh, I was in the mood for a nice red, uh, the Fenland Falls red ale, uh, 5.2%. Uh, as always, we will throw that up on our Instagram at Tolkien Audio. Uh, you can check that out. I wanted to mention to you, um, before we leave the, uh, the beer section of the podcast, the other night I tried something called the common bond lager from Molson in partnership oh. with JP Weiser's whiskey, uh, a lager aged in, in, uh, Weiser's barrels, but also with some of the, uh, the whiskey, right? Um, I'm not a big whiskey guy, as you know. Uh, but I wanted to, after they, they'd won over some, uh, some favor, right. With that, uh, uh, what was the dark one that we were fire, fire fireside. That's right. Uh, really liked that. So I was willing to go, you know what? You have my attention. I'll try something new. Yeah. They kind of lost my attention a little bit. It wasn't bad, but as someone who's not that much of a whiskey guy to begin with, I don't mind like a whiskey stout here and there, or, you know, uh, this just didn't really do it for me. But, uh, if that's, uh, if that's your thing, good listener. Uh, I don't know, maybe worth a shot. I think you're trying it though, out of curiosity more than out of, uh, <laughs> expectation of a great pint. Sounds like the beginning of a hustler letter. Yes. I'm trying it really out of curiosity more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, that's and, about right, and, ma'am. And, and really the, the fireside was probably the, the best thing I tasted from Molson's ever. Right. Right. In terms of, I'm not a big fan of, of what they, of what they produce. Right. Uh, since I've learned to tell the difference between dishwater and, and something else. <laughs> okay. So it, it, to me was, it had a little bit of that, you know, I, I can taste a little something other than just, yeah, like I said, carbonated dishwater. Now this on the other hand, mm-hmm. so I, I would be willing to give that a try. Right. Although. Yeah, I'm not sure which which brewery. Maybe it's it's one of your favorites, like Old Flame or something. Somebody who has a who was it that we had up at your cottage? The the rye. Oh, rye. yeah, I don't remember now, but a rye ale here, right, or a rye lager or something. Yeah, 
You could and, really and get it, the rye out of that. It was you bad could really thing. get the rye out of it for sure. It took me back to my younger days where <laughs> smash a bottle and you know cut, get loose. Cut somebody. <laughs> Usually myself. Right. Watch this. Smash. Ooh. Famous last yeah. words, man. Yeah, this is exactly hold my beer. <laughs> um, but this is nice. This black lager I'm drinking. It's it's come back to to me. Everything that Brew Revolution does is subtle. Right? right. It's so if you're looking for that 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 sort of really hoppy IPA that's a punch in the face kind of thing, they don't do it, right? Which to me, I like that. I like I like the subtlety that they bring to brewing. And and this has that nice um sort of charcoal almost or whatever the black lager brings you, right? It's got mm-hmm. that, but it's not overly carbonated, which is, you know, makes gives it that notch up on the drinkable quotient. Sure. Right. So um yeah, I'm liking it, but again, I am a, I'm a huge fan of, of what they do. So, Brew Revolution in Stittsville comes in at a at a middle of the road five point two. So, you're not going to get too, uh, you know, at a controlled cheese. Yeah, with the cheese <laughs> spread, right? It's gonna it's gonna all stay under control. So, good to go there. Um, you? How's that? Pretty good, man. Pretty standard red, like nothing too noteworthy, but it's hitting the spot. I'm. Uh... I'm enjoying it. I'd have a couple. I may have a couple. There's two sitting here beside me, so uh, right. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, I think this is actually the only thing I've ever tried out of Fenland Falls. Like I said, I think I've had this once uh, once before, but it's it jumped out at me. So uh, that's what we were going with. Um, circle just back. Second. Just a second. Yeah. Are you circling back to beer? Nope. Okay. I, I just had I just had a th- something to bring up off the top, which is I'm not sure if you've noticed or if this is a conscious thing. Not only have we got a little more Ottawa Senator centric on here, right? Just in terms of location and guests and and yada yada, I'm noticing a plethora, a cornucopia, like a virtual horn of plenty of guests and co-hosts out of central Ontario, namely in the greater Peterborough area. Is that just it's true? Just me? Or? Um, I was gonna that tee up a couple of our past guests here, but you're the, we, we kicked it off with, uh, two weeks ago, Chris Walder from the Walder sports cast, uh, right there in beautiful Lindsay, Ontario. Uh, he was on to talk a little bit of, uh, of Raptors and then, yeah, Andrew Stoughton this week, uh, episode eight ten I believe it was, uh, teeing up the blue Jays. He's a Peterborough guy. And, uh, now interestingly enough, you're not seeing a lot of the, the central Ontario breweries represented with them, but, uh, I guess I'm well, really, t- I've been taking care of that to be honest with yeah, you. <laughs> well, and, 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 and Stoughton is not even a beer drinker. Apparently, not really. Well, after uh, his days at uh, drunk Jays fan, may, maybe spent him a little bit, <laughs> needed yeah, to reel well, it in. And so I took in a bit of that, at least the beginning. Um, I always like to see what's happening, get the lay of the land on, on beverage choice. And I, I like the. I like the feel. Now he's not a Peterborough guy originally. Eh? He's, I don't believe so. Yeah, but he's got that Peterborough feel. Same with Walder. I'm, yeah, I'm angry, <laughs> um, uh, and I want to get back to my angry roots. Disgruntled. Yeah. Yeah, I, finger up to the man. That kind of thing. I've been enjoying That's his work for a long time there at the Athletic. Now at the Batflip.ca, people, if you haven't checked that out before, Stoughton. Um, you know, I, I don't know how he ended up back there. Walder, I don't remember if it was on the shore when I was talking to him beforehand. Uh, he ended up in Lindsay because that's where his uh, fiance was from. And the conversation right. essentially went, um, you know, ha- we can talk about how we want to make this work, but the conversation starts with, 
I will not be moving to downtown Toronto. <laughs> so <laughs> that, uh, I, I guess that leaves one option really. Uh, well, it comes down to, I just, and I just watched it again. My, one of easy, my top three movies, Pulp Fiction last weekend in the part where Samuel Jackson takes a, takes a bite of his burger and says, I do love a tasty burger. I I don't get them that often. My, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the thing. You're right. I do love a burger, but mm, I don't get it. I love, I love to live in downtown Toronto, but Lindsay, it is. Yes, pretty much. Uh, the other one that I wanted to mention there that, uh, we recorded in the morning, and uh, he said he wasn't a beer guy to begin with, but uh, Alex Marshand was on the podcast, episode 809. The DJ out for the uh, the Ottawa Senators there at Canadian Tire Centre. Lots of discussion about how they're keeping it together with uh, with no crowd there, trying to balance, uh, and, you know, there's two teams playing out of there now with the Belleville Senators having moved in. Um, and then just normal days, how he uh, how he keeps control of the, uh, the Leafs and Habs fans that roll in there. Um, by uh, maybe increasing the volume a little on the tunes, I think it could, you may have to go up a little louder. We are a loud bunch, and 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 we will be heard, Alex. <laughs> or, or you got to keep them out, one or the other, because yeah, it's hard to silence six, seven, eight thousand people. It's true, man. So uh, that was a good episode too. So lots of good stuff on the uh, on the pot. And this week, I know Rob's pumped. It's WrestleMania week, so uh, Kevin Mickey will be here Wednesday morning to, from Sportsnet. We'll uh, we'll get you set for the granddaddy of them all. WrestleMania. So this is the this is the former wrestler, the guy who wore the sock on his hand. Uh, not so much. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I should see what he's doing. But what is his name? Mick, uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Sock old. I I was in there. I was in the range. Uh, in that the, both their names end with the e sound. I guess is really the. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mickey Mick Foley. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 We'll, right, we'll see if Mix. Yeah, we'll see if Mix up to jump on the podcast here sometimes. But uh, no, this I, week, I, no, I think we're good. Kevin Mickey uh, will be here. That'll be on uh, Wednesday morning, so uh, that should be a good one as well for you wrestling fans. Or a lot of people still, maybe not quite like the Super Bowl, but there are a lot of people who will check out WrestleMania every year just because it's the the name show, right? The uh, it still draws in a big crowd, so. We'll look at that one on Wednesday morning with Kevin Mickey. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, speaking of large events, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, on the move, man. Uh, it was set to be held in Atlanta, Georgia over the last little bit, and really since November. Uh, Georgia's been under the microscope on on the political stage uh, with how close that election turned out to be. Then they had a, a runoff election for the Senate. Uh, and now some crazy shit being pulled down there in terms of voters' rights and maybe lack of voters' rights for depending on the color of your skin. Uh, Major League Baseball did something they almost never do, which is get involved politically, especially when it comes to leaning against the conservative side of thing. It is worth keeping in mind 30 owners in major league baseball, all worth an awful lot of money. You can assume from that what you will about their likely political leanings. Um, they also don't like to really get involved in regional politics, things like that. But uh, the commissioner comes out and says, no, we're concerned about what's being done in Georgia and we're going to move the event. What was your kind of take on it as you saw it first blush? 
I don't I don't give any credit to Rob Manfred zero. Okay. Right? This is this is a a no-brainer, right? In terms of and and anything I read about it talks about the amount that they've they leaned on the um the alliance, right, which is former former players and current mm-hmm. players um of color, I believe. Uh it it to me is in this day and age and 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 with what's happening right now it i think it would do more harm to the paying fan fans interest to to carry on with it in in Georgia uh, i i don't put any stock in in the brave saying it would be better if we kept it here because it would give us a platform for the to discussion have the conversation <laughs> yeah cuz i'm going to go up to the batting simulator and i'm going to talk about voter suppression right. That's how that's gonna go, right? You're like, don't, don't don't give me that bullshit. That's that's as as pandering as you as it gets. Yeah. Right. So to me, no brainer. Last I'd heard was they were gonna hold it in an empty sky dome. Nice. Perfect. Right. That's about as antiseptic an environment as you can get. And we're just gonna <laughs> let it roll, right? Or maybe not. But uh, to yeah. me, to me, a no brainer, really. I, I think part of it too. There was concern that some players might boycott and, you know, at worst and at best would spend the weeks leading up to it being asked by their home media, how do you feel about the issue? Um, You know, are you uncomfortable going? How do you feel about other players who may be boycotting? And then when you get there, the national media and the local media, you know, how come you decided to come and answering it all over again? Um, how many of them would rather just opt out and not be bothered or, you know, are being put in a bad spot. Apparently there wasn't like a direct or what you'd call an official conversation between the league and the PA, but the PA had sort of been told this is the way we're leaning, uh, before you guys take a vote or whatever, we're already probably going to do this. Um, I'm with you on the, the statement from the Braves, but I think it's interesting, um, a couple of the 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 baseball writers that I follow said they spoke to some sources that said that statement from the Braves, even though it's against what the, the league has done, doesn't get posted without permission from the league office and the commissioner. You know, this is how we're going to save face in our home market. Um, and, and they would have had the, the go ahead to do that. Um, as you said, it was a fairly mealy mouth statement anyway, so it didn't hurt anybody, but yeah, I, I just wonder, and of course now there are multiple Republican politicians all over the place saying to boycott Major League Baseball, so much for being against cancel culture and all the sponsors of the thing. You wonder how many of them got involved and said, hey, this is the whatever, Coca-Cola all-star yeah. game presented by Delta. It won't be if it's if it's being done in Atlanta. So I wonder, man, if this is a baseball has always been one of those sports that's extremely conservative, not necessarily in its politics, but in its, uh, f- whatever you'd want to cut, like they don't get involved in these things, right? They don't make statements that might offend one side or the other. They just try and do their thing. Um, and, and kind of lean on that local governments will do what they want. That's not our concern kind of thing to see that they, um, did something like this. I'm with you. There was, must've been a pile of pressure from some really powerful places because to take that step is unprecedented and I, it must've been getting ready to cost them a lot of money or something. And I wonder if we're going to see more and more of this from them. Well, 
it, and it's funny, Matt, that you would you would bring up Coca Cola, whose world headquarters are based out of where? I believe Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so, um, if you look at what what happened with with the Washington football team mm-hmm. and and the final nail in the coffin there wasn't fan outrage or you know groups protesting or media pressure it was fedex and any other anybody yeah, else pumping millions of dollars into your into your organization saying hey you want the cash you got to toe the line right and and at that, this is what really everybody you got to follow the buck yeah right and so when you talk about uh, politicians or whatever, you still have shit face Trump, you know, weighing in saying, "Oh, it's it's bullshit that these companies are are doing this," and and you, good listener or good fan, should should boycott it. And he said to boycott Coca Cola. Do you think there's any chance he's boycotting the Diet Coke that is in his hand, literally everywhere he goes? <laughs> Come on, man, like. Loves it so much that he's tried to get his hair color to match the the head on the, <laughs> on, on, the on the diet coke because clearly it looks the same, right? You pour that bad boy out, bam, there it is. But yeah, this whole thing, right? And and I'm not sure. I I was, uh, I'm I follow. I, I'm I'm aware of what's happening, but I, I was caught a little off guard by by this announcement coming down that I had to dig a little deeper to figure out exactly what it was that was was causing this right and 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 you've laid it out a, a, a bit right in yeah. terms of the 12,000 votes that separated Biden and Trump in the last election and and th- that the fact that in those two it was two senatorial yep. elections yep. were were both went democrat yep. uh first time in a generation and I'm like well that's a generation is that 20 years is that <laughs> well, like what are we talking about could you not be more specific but um yeah, that this is a this is a Republican state, yeah. right? That has it was a red a, stronghold that is getting kind of purple, like right. And and as you watched it on election day, and then a week after election yes. day or whatever it was, right? As it was still, they were milling about, and and it's interesting. You can get bogged down in the minutia of state laws and and how elections are run because that's all that's happening here, right? They're mm-hmm. making changes. That essentially will make it harder for certain segments of your population to vote. Yep. Right now, it, it turns out that the vast majority of that population is is of color, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, when you look at a, at a state that that it was key in electing a, a new Democrat president, two Democrat yeah, senators flips the house, and you go ah on the backs of black voters. Yeah, what can we do? We'd really like, rather you. Guys didn't keep voting. Like, Stop voting. Stop voting. <laughs> it's killing yeah. us. And, and and to me, at the end of the day, it's yeah. We we've there was so much attention and publicity gone to, you know, the legitimacy of the vote. You know, voter suppression, all these things, and and you cannot get a more blatant attempt to. No. Because on the surface, you say, and, and Republican Governor Kemp says. We just want to tighten up the process. And you go, that's fine. That makes sense to me. Totally, right? We want to make sure everybody, it's legitimate, right? Who's voting? This is who you say you are. One vote per person. Bam, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. But when you target a certain population and go, 
Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. That's the one. You right? guys, and, we don't want you. You need to. Yeah, and and the idea that you know any any good society is is based really on how you how you treat your most vulnerable or mm-hmm. your and the idea instead of saying we want to work harder to make sure that everyone has the right forms of ID. No, that's not what you do. No. <laughs> you say forget it. You're out. Well, uh, sorry. And the cherry on top of the shit pile is this we're going to make it way harder and it's going to take way longer for black people to vote and we're making it illegal for you to bring anybody who's stuck in that 10 hour line water or food. So, you know, they know what they're doing. What was the point of that one? Right. Did that save your election by saying no one can bring you water while you stand in line? Is that about ID? Is that about the, you know, um, you know, keeping it more official and the right documentation, you're targeting these people. You're making it as difficult as possible and as unpleasant as possible to vote so that they don't vote because they don't vote for you. So, <laughs> well, and, and, and this comes down to that. And it reminds me in, in just on the lead up to the U S election with, with the mailbox and with the, with the, yeah. that they're saying, yeah, one mailbox per County. That's what, that's what in Texas we're going to do one per County because we don't want to have all these things. And so you're saying there was one County that had, 1100 registered voters mm-hmm. and then there was the county that that included dallas that had 4.5 million people <laughs> in it one box yep right and you're like man i could if you don't have less? a car you can't get to it and you like just a, yeah. the whole thing just a and and at the end of the day you're like if if you're really concerned about transparency yeah work hard work harder on that on the system don't you should your your goal should never to be limit the number of people no. who are able to cast a vote. If you're looking right. at any political organization of any color of any whatever saying we are going to make sure less people vote, you need to take a really hard look at that group at that organization and wonder why they want less people to vote. You should be making it as easy as possible for as many people as possible to vote, not the opposite. So, well, and you, and you look at, so Biden's, Biden's come out and said, you know, this is like Jim Crow on steroids, Yes, which you can get down a whole Jim Crow <laughs> rabbit hole, right? I, you know, if you got some spare time, check out Jim Crow. Um, and then Trump is denouncing it and Barack Obama is saying, you know, the movement of it and and everything is 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 outstanding. So you can weigh just on those three characters alone, mm-hmm. right? Who who is it that you really want to get behind, or or do you trust or believe? Right. You don't have to be a Republican or a Democrat. Right. right? Look at the characters and just say, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to what they all have to say, and then I'll weigh it right. on its own. Uh, one of the things that was supposed to happen in Atlanta at the All Star Game was honoring Hank Aaron, uh, one of these shitty politician said you've taken away our chance to honor hank aaron hank aaron's grandson uh followed up on twitter saying keep my grandfather's name out of your fucking mouth (laughs) right like you do not speak for uh but one of the ideas being tossed around was another place that he played in milwaukee and i don't think anybody's got any real hatred towards milwaukee it's one of those generic kind of -of run-of-the-mill American towns might not be a bad place to drop an all-star game on short notice. Uh, I guess Colorado has applied 
Um, the home run derby in Colorado would be off the charts. Uh, but I kind of like Milwaukee. It might be a, a cool place Milwaukee? for an all-star game. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well. Uh, I, or the I empty dome it, as you've. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's about as, it's about as harmless as you probably. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can't but, be tossing it down at Yankee Stadium or something like that. So Yeah, Bud Selig and the, yeah. you know. That's come true. Come on, Bud. Yeah. What are you going to do? But it's, it's. It's also and the draft. Did you, yeah. you, you, you think about the draft and the inclusion of the draft with it? Like that in somehow enhances the the city and the and you're like, ah. yeah, especially this year. Like I don't know how they're doing it. Um, you know, well, and the baseball draft is like 47 rounds, and it's like nobody. It's not like it's not like the NHL draft where you have a bunch of people in attendance. No. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, a, no, it's a, and, and baseballs is so different. You don't know half these guys anyway, unless you're like a real, uh, real expert. So I don't know that the draft is any real gift or punishment here that it's been taken no. away or would be dropped into your town. You're just kind of like, whatever. Agreed. Agreed. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about, uh, we didn't have it on the, the list here, but it's become something hard to ignore the Vancouver Canucks, uh, Shut down hard. I saw the last number today. I think it was Darren Dreger tweeted out. Uh, I had to use my secondary account because he has TCA blocked uh, for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Darren Dreger tweets out over 20 members of the team, plus coaches, staff, and some family members have have this thing. Um, I had to double check that, you know, there are even more than 20 people on an NHL roster at any given time. But uh, I guess when you factor in your your taxi squad and your guys in the press box or whatever. Uh, some of them, I guess, have it pretty bad talking about cramping, talking about vomiting, uh, dehydration. There are guys on um, IVs. This Brazilian one that apparently seems to be the thing steering the ship in BC is no joke, much like a few of the variants, right? Way more contagious and, and in some cases way more dangerous. I don't know how... You, you know, obviously we hope everybody's doing okay, but now just logistically you're talking about weeks before these guys could get up and going again. You'd have to think. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's when they start talking about, and it's, it's legit on, on the headlines last night, you know, uh, I think they sort of threw it out in a very casual way, but the idea that what, what are the, is there, is there planning in hand to if they don't play a game again this season. Yeah. Right. Like that has to be in a regular season that is only another six weeks, not even. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you're talking about it's gotta be it's gotta be three weeks before when, when you're talking with that number of of players. And they, and you know they were talking about calling up a couple guys from Utica who's also been I'm not getting on that fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or or driving, right? right? And then and you're like, well, what do you do, right? Utica's had had some some positive tests. They talked about recalling a couple of guys they had on loan, one to the Rocket, I believe, and the other one in Manitoba with yeah. the Moose. But Chris, what are you going to do? You're going to start fielding an ECHL team because, well, essentially, you know, right? Like that's the way these have gone. Like if you miss three or four guys. Sorry about your luck. You got to keep playing, right? That's what the taxi squad's for. You got your entire roster, parts of your coaching staff and management. You're down, right? For you got to think two weeks before, at minimum, before you have bodies even 
getting through enough tests, right, that they could return to work. And by the sounds of it, this is kicking the shit out of them. So you need time to see who can get their legs, right? Who's got their lungs? Like not everybody just bounces right back. Um, and then when they come back in what shape, you know, you give them a couple days and they're right. Are they just getting mowed down, right? Like, can you get back up to speed? Is there going to be enough guys feeling good? As you've suggested, are you just throwing out 20 guys that you found, right? A couple from your AHL team, some that, you know, were on loan to other places, bring somebody back from Europe. Here's we go. A couple guys off the UBC Thunderbirds. Whatever, yeah. Like, here's a team in Canucks jerseys to play the last eight games, but they are not Vancouver Canucks. So, I don't know. Like, they, they need to be talking about either going to points percentage here or from now on, does anyone who, I mean, this has the Canucks on the schedule gets a point, right? You can't just give everybody two and assume you all would have beat. Cause let's say I, I don't have the math in front of me. Ottawa has two games left against Vancouver and I don't, Winnipeg has six, right? Do, does Ottawa get two wins and Winnipeg just gets handed six that knowing we probably would have lost one or two of them, right? Like whatever it might've been. Well, what a mess. The ECHL team, I don't think. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough, right? But I think at some point you just have to, like, I think there's a, it, there is a chance you don't see the Canucks again this year. Right. I, well, I, I think, I think Ottawa has four more games. Right. I want, I want, a, I want four cracks at the Flint Barracudas or whoever it is that they're, uh, <laughs> whoever, whoever their ECHL team is, right? I, I think, um, we're, we're going to be running Do out of bunch not of rookies. put Forsberg back on waivers. That guy's going to be on the move again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and if, and if Vancouver wasn't done taking our guys on waivers, like Kyle can't be doing anything now either. Yeah, well, I think Elchenyuk's going to be the next guy to get picked up yeah, in could be in the, in Vancouver, right? You know, hopefully, he's in the province and they don't have to move him anywhere, right? Right. But no, I, I think that's a, a totally legit possibility that they'll have to that they'll have to. Yeah, forfeit a good chunk of that season because I, I don't know how you do it, and and, and because it is such a, it, it does affect the heart and the lungs so dramatically. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I got to tell you right now, I got Besser and Horvat in the pool. This is it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna hurt Rob in a in a very meaningful way. Sorry about your family and whatever else is going on out there, but very meaningful. Yeah, uh, but none of the neither here nor there. Man. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be super fascinated to see, and it's it's one of those things where they were saying I, I heard whether it was this morning last night that that now at least one person on every franchise in the NHL has had has missed the game due to protocol COVID COVID protocol. I'm trying to think of ours. Yeah, well, it could just be somebody who was held out of the game. Yep, due to for contact tracing and whatnot because. Ottawa had a couple of guys who who were held out, um, but didn't have it, right? So it, it was that was right at the very beginning, right? Like, yeah, it was Zaitsev and and somebody else. But like, I mean, like last March, didn't we find out like when Ottawa got back from San Jose? Oh yeah, Ottawa had Ottawa had six or eight players, yeah, and some, st- and some staff. But no, they mean this season. Okay, this season. So there must have been there must have been at least a Leaf who's been, I guess so because again held last spring we did find out that at some point Matthews had had it, but not in season, right? Or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, you piece it, right? of shit, Steve Simmons. Yeah. That's been uttered a time or two. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it on Twitter. It's yeah. awesome. 
<laughs> literally click on any of his tweets and scroll yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And and that's the that's the beauty uh, of that's the that's the beauty of Twitter. Right? The new Steve Simmons or did you see Damian Cox on Twitter Saturday night? He was getting just roasted. No, I, I did not. His tweet was, "What if the Canucks, you know, come back and are they at a competitive advantage because all their guys have been resting for two weeks?" And now everyone else has had to play this condensed schedule and is going to roll into Vancouver to be feasted on. And <laughs> that was not well received by just about anybody like you yeah. idiots. <laughs> well, and see, and Cox used to be a, a Toronto star guy. Did he not? That's right. That yeah. not, yep. But that, that is, that is a I sun I used to chain. really like him. Yeah, that's a sun chain comment if ever I <laughs> for sure, man. If, and, and if you look at, and, and you look at guys like um, Donnie Brennan here, mm. Um, you look at Simmons. He was the guy thrown out of the Carlson wedding, was he not? Or or, or from actually just being outside? Yeah, well, of it whatever. And, but and, and lurking around. My my version's better. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's, it doesn't change it. It's true. Um, but you look at um, and I'm trying to think of what's his name in Toronto, Mike. Uh you would know him. He's a long time Toronto Sun writer. Not Lance um, uh, Hornby. Not Lance. That's Lance. Yeah. Uh, but in, in anyways, okay. um, I'm also thinking of Eric Francis and oh, of, of Calgary. That guy, like these yeah. are all Sun Chain guys, yes. right? Who who don't never fail to ask the stupid questions, <laughs> like the ones that are 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 painfully obvious. And the only people who want to know the answers also subscribe to TMC or the Inquirer, <laughs> right? Like nobody really cares yeah. about that, right? Um, but that's the sun. Right. And well, that's, that's just their sports section. So <laughs> things get even yeah. crazier when you get into the real part of the, uh, the paper. So, well, any, any newspaper that has a half naked woman in it, can you really take it serious for its news? I'm not saying you can't enjoy part it. Of it. Yeah. yeah I, was, <laughs> I wasn't going to say you don't need to, you can't enjoy that, but right. it's still there. And, and like on the, on the third page too, I, I believe, right. It was Second, always right. The, I think it was right inside okay. the cover. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I thought that was cover first page or second page. Third page was the inside the cover. Maybe. Uh, anyway, it was right up front. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure it was. Whereas uh, there was such a thing as a sunshine boy. He was on like you, the back. You never page, like, <laughs> Well, you never knew. Tiny was, little right? cutout in the yeah, upper corner of some like, ads. It was like in the bottom <laughs> eighth of the page, right? And you're yeah. like, this is what's happening over here. Right. But. Yeah, so in terms of a sorry, think, demo think, it was a bad take, man. It's a bad take, and it's and it's sunworthy. So yeah. you should really you should really read. I'm not sure what he's doing now. Like he was hired on Sportsnet for a while. He was doing Hockey Night, got the boot there. He had been moved back on to do some co-hosting with Bob McCowan. Um, he got punted there just before McCowan did. I don't know if he if he's got a gig right now, but uh, well, that was and, not a and, that was a bad scene. And it's a it's a tough it's a tough scene, right? Like yeah. when you had Stoughton on the other day, yeah. It's uh when we had in the past we've had uh, Steve Warren on, or mm-hmm. you know a bunch of guys, and and I know one's print and one's sure. But in terms of of the evolving, if you want to live in in the sports in the sports scene, you know, unless you are your Duffy or your you know a- anybody who's really calling their own their own shots. And yeah. I don't know how many of those really are. It's tough, man. It's a, it's a tough scene and you have to be able to evolve. This is, we had, 
CJ, Chris Stevenson. Yep. Right. In and, and if you look at, he's a guy at the sort of for closer to the end of his career, but man, it, it's, it's, you have to adapt. You have to adapt. We had uh, Steve Lloyd on, yep. right. And, and when we were sitting down for a, for a post pod pint, post pod pint. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was saying, he's like, yeah, I'm intrigued by what you guys got going on here. Cause it may be the know. future. <laughs> it may be my future, right? In terms of, so it is. Um, well, that ha- it, that thought, I guarantee you went through a lot of people's minds there over at the TSN 1200 after Bell cleared house out west and in Hamilton and whatever on a bunch of TSN stations. Like I've spoken to a couple people who said there was some white knuckle days there right afterwards about what the future might look like. So um, right now they have an NHL contract with the Senators that, uh, helps the team quite a bit or helps the uh, station quite a bit. So, um, hopefully that's coming up afloat for, yeah, well, I know we're trying, uh, not to think about that too much, but yeah, it had to be uh, a little scary on Chris Stevenson there. Um, you'll stop me if I already brought this up to you. I don't think I did. I got a message. This would be over a month ago now to, uh, to contact atallcanaudio.com, which I don't plug enough on here. Luckily it is on the site, uh, that said, need to start going through the TCA friends of the show Rolodex and finding, and then in, in quotation marks, your most experienced guests as they will be the first to be vaccinated and safe to have back in studio. Okay. Look yeah. at that guy. Yeah. So just so happens a few days later, I am trading tweets online with, uh, with Chris Stevenson and uh, he had said something about eventually being able to have another pint in studio or whatever. So I passed that along to him in uh, in the direct messages. He got a kick out of it and said, right, he's like, I'll keep you posted when I get mine <laughs> and we'll do it well, up. So. And, and, and we are entering into another golf season. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. I do. And he and does too. There, he's been made aware. <laughs> uh, we want some of that 17th green or whatever that is, right? Yeah. The, the, the hops growing on the 17th tee at... at um, I can't remember Something what the golf course is, but, uh, read view. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. CJ still, we're still waiting on that six pack. I'm just saying, I got to, honestly, when it comes to, when it comes to beer, staying I, right I, on I, it, eh? I've got myself a long memory. Yeah. I don't mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, the thing is, the thing is what I re- totally recall is, is him offering me a sip of his beer from the can. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa. um, no, thank you. That was only Great. that was only a month or so pre-pandemic. Well, I, I, I'm and as you know, Matt, I'm a, well. I'm. It's a lot of things I don't go in for. <laughs> Put your lips on another man's can. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy though, CJ. Good guy for sure. Um, the NFL appears to suddenly have interest again in Canada. Uh, everybody's for some reason talking quite a bit like we didn't already try this, but the story seems to be, uh, they're interested in playing regular season games in Canada. Um, of note, they did just approve lengthening their regular season from 16 games to 17 games. So some seasons, your team may have nine home games, other seasons, it may only have eight home games. And some seasons you may be shipped off to Mexico city or London or wherever we're doing international stuff this year. Uh, so that's on the table, but no one has mentioned the bills in Toronto series thing that, uh, 
that we tried for, I think it was five years. Um, three of those years saw regular season games played and the other two, it was just a preseason game, I believe. Uh, we also, a year or two ago, attempted to play a preseason game in Saskatchewan that didn't go so well. No one appeared to account for the fact that the, uh, Winnipeg, it ended up in Winnipeg. It was going to be in Saskatchewan. And then, yeah, once it landed in Winnipeg, uh, no one bothered to, you know, remember that we put the, uh, the uprights in different places in these, uh, in these leagues. What did you make of the NFL, you know, suddenly wanting to re-engage with, with Canada? Well, and it's, yeah, that was my first question was, will they be played on an 80-yard field? <laughs> <laughs> that was where when you enter into the end zone, there's a big hole where there used to be, you know, a goalpost. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting when they said, but they will be focusing on Canada, Mexico, South America, the UK, Europe. <laughs> I'm like, Long okay. List, man. Yeah, why wouldn't you just say we're not going to Asia or Africa? <laughs> like, really, at the end of the day, yeah. um, the other interesting thing in that was they 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 were proposing that every team would have to do an international game once every eight years. Yes. So I think that's it, how it's going to cycle through with that extra home game, right? Is right, and so it it is interesting. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they feel the need to do this, right? The the brand it has never been stronger, right? In terms of you look at the most recent television deal, yeah. Um, and you go, there's more cash than ever flowing into it. And I am not a huge NFL fan, but you do know unless you want to go and 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 drink beer out of a boot and you enjoy you enjoy big crowds. Man, the game is best enjoyed at home. The, mm-hmm. the, the production value is, is so good. I could be a Raiders fan, catch all 17 games right from my home, and I'm not sure what they feel they're gaining or selling by going other places. To me, it's, it's, it's an odd... I have a theory. Please, Matt, share. We are anything still but guaranteed... A 2021 CFL season. We don't know that that's coming. There is a pile of talk that in 2022, the CFL could be aligned with the uh, XFL, which I don't believe for a second the NFL sees as a threat. But there's a space here right now where the CFL is on the ropes. It appears to be thrashing around looking for a life ring somewhere like a fish on the yes on the the boat yeah um and it doesn't nobody seems to know where the cfl is going next now i don't believe the nfl wants to come in and crush the cfl that's never been their mandate and i believe at times they have helped keep the cfl alive to be honest with you i don't know if that's still in place but i know for a while there was kind of a a fund, right, that helped keep the uh, the CFL alive. But they don't really want the XFL to get too strong, 
right? And and I, again, I'm not sure Winnipeg helps the XFL do that. I'm not sure, well, frankly, Toronto <laughs> helps the XFL do that with um, the appetite that's been there for secondary football. But I believe they see openings right now where they could come in and really reassert that this is the, you know, the preeminent top end version of football to Canadian fans who might be a missing football right now and not sure what's coming next pissed off that our league may be absorbed into some four down entity anyway. So why not just jump, you know, all my fan dollars into the top version of that. I think they see a window here right now to step in and go, we're not just interested in Toronto. We'll, we'll play a game at, in Regina, we'll, we'll come to BC place, whatever it might be. I think they see a, a chance here to really get in, really flex their muscle, and maybe, while not killing the CFL, snuff out this XFL thing that maybe we're already a little disgruntled about anyway. Well, all right. And that's, and that is a, that's a great theory, Matt. That's all it is. And I'm, yeah, well, and I don't disagree with it. I maybe don't agree with it, and, and maybe I'm confused by it. Um, maybe all three. Yeah. See, the thing is, the XFL on its own will eventually die on the vine, like the USFL, the WFL, the American Alliance of Football, or whatever <laughs> the hell that was, right? And the XFL has in two other incarnations, mm-hmm. right? If if it's three down football or four down football, sorry, and it's in the States and it's not the NFL, it's not on anybody's real long-term radar. Do you believe that? Do you, like, I, I really think there's room right now. You can't go against them. You can't play in the fall. I just think nobody's done it right yet. And I'm not saying it will be this version of the XFL, but that is such a football-hungry country. Yeah, but see, you have, to me, there is a real hunger for my Friday high school, yep. my Saturday university and my Sunday NFL, right? Like I think those are all so entrenched, but they're all I, gone in the spring. Yeah, I agree. But at, at this point, there's been nothing else I've seen that said that's shown me that people will gravitate towards a non NFL professional league yeah. in the States. And I just named off four different variations of it. Yep. Um, I, I, and I, I wonder, so to me, I understand the idea of, of stepping on the throat of the XFL. Um, or at least in Canada. Okay. But, and and so in terms of Canada and you look at it and you go, um, it is different enough. and, And it's a league where they don't have to really care about it. You know, you can have your Jeff Garcia's, your Doug Flutie's, your Warren Moons, you know the odd, the odd lower down the tier. Your Deontay Spencers from the Red Blacks mm-hmm. here, who's 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 made it on with I think Pittsburgh this year. You know it's if because it if you're not in, uh, yeah maybe yeah if you're not in one of those two leagues, you're nowhere in football, right? So I think the NFL for the longest time has looked at it as that's a bit of the heat lamp, right? Yep, you go. You know, these are guys who are playing football. Maybe it's three down and on a bigger field, and but they're still playing football, and it's kind of like a developmental league ish. Yep. Right. 
Um, whereas we want to kill all other four down football <laughs> in, in the United States. Right. And you go, we'll leave that league up there where they do their, you know, they got their rouge their and wacky, they do their, uh, yeah, whatever you <laughs> not eating into our national sponsors anyway. This, and... this is it. Right. And you go, nobody, there, nobody there is taking the eye balls of potential four down football mm-hmm. fans. Right. And so, um, I think, I think once the CFL, you know, gets on board, with with the XFL and the clock is ticking. Yeah, there's a bunch of moving parts there. And I, I think, you know, it I, I just wonder we saw it in Toronto, and and I understand the reputation Toronto has across Canada that isn't really all that unearned. But Toronto sees itself as a big league city that could easily have an NFL team. So after fourth, the fourth or fifth biggest yeah. you know, metro market, I believe, in North America. Right. So at some point, there was this initial buzz when it first came, but those games were dogs afterwards, and they 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 priced it so high, and the football fans in Toronto at some point went, yeah, I've seen it. Give me our own team or get out, right? Like, I, well, I don't it's, really it's, care. It's, it's a shitty Bills team and at what, the time, too. And in a shitty place to watch football. Uh, the Sky Dome is not good. So I do think you could do this on a limited basis, if you said to, and I don't even know if TD could fit, uh, uh, you know, how you'd want to do this, but for one game, pick your two NFL teams, whatever, they're coming in, playing one game at TD place. Would I go to that? I might, but I'm not going to one every year and I'm not like it. And I think you could do that once or twice across Canada, but it has to be this one-off big event and then don't come back for quite a while because you're kind of selling the spectacle more than any type of allegiance or yeah. or whatever, right? But I think that's going to be a big part of this um, this strategy in Canada. Maybe the maybe the problem was just repeatedly coming to Toronto with the, a bad Bills team. Yeah, but, see, to me, you, you got to do like the um, people in Edmonton and in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. They love their teams unconditionally. I don't know if you said. We're bringing New England and Pittsburgh up next week. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it'll sell. Maybe you don't right. give a shit. Well, and the thing is, <clears throat> if you bring it to the lower mainland in BC, right, right, the population there is huge, right? You're you're close to yeah. If you um, brought the Seahawks, right? You bring the Seahawks up there, and you are now looking at at big numbers. Um, you bring you bring you know New England into into Montreal, yeah, right. Uh, I don't care what happens. You have a big enough venue at Commonwealth in Edmonton, yep, that you could you could put on. You're not bringing one to to me. The small populations of Saskatchewan and and Winnipeg. To me, that's Winnipeg. a mistake. That's where you need to try to get right. Like that's where they love their football. But I I don't know if they we know them. if they love football or their team that's going to be the well and if you look at at the bombers and and the and the rough riders those are both community-owned groups uh teams i believe um so is edmonton though okay yeah yeah. and and though but but see edmonton i'm only looking at population base yeah and 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 venue size right right the the uh, the population of alberta is much greater than saskatchewan or or manitoba oh yeah right yeah and and so in terms of of dollars and what you're putting into the in Ottawa, I, I want to throw Ottawa into that group as well, mm-hmm. right? Smaller venue, um, you'd have to jack it up with portable, like you know, 
day of seats and like they and did with the gray cup and yeah and it's and it's just or in it's, toronto anyway yeah. right and it looks it looks sort of to me it looks small time right? yeah and so um how much money is there to be made at that point right and, right this is it and so but you're looking at bigger venues and i want to throw commonwealth in with with montreal now i don't know what the what the big o is doing with well that's, that's the con- interesting thing right is that's concrete yeah um since the nfl has started sniffing around there have been public expressions of interest from almost every team in the uh, CFL or at least every city with the exclusions being Hamilton and Toronto and Toronto to me, this is again, like silence speaks quite a bit, either Toronto's ownership or MLSC or whatever has decided yeah, we've seen it. It didn't work. We're not that interested again or they've already had the conversations they needed to have and they know where they fit or, you know, they have that relationship already kind of built in uh, with the NFL and either it's they're guaranteed a game or they know they're not getting it or whatever, but they're the only, like amongst one of only two or three teams who haven't publicly said, Hey, we want in on that, which is to me interesting more than anything well, else. And do you think MLSE has got the $3 billion to pony up for an NFL franchise? Yeah, I do. But I do, isn't doesn't the NFL insist that it be a guy, not a Well, I don't know. I, I think it had I think we covered this before that like MLSE couldn't buy an NFL team. It would have to be Edward Rogers okay. or or something okay. like that, right? See, they don't, all I know all I know about it is is all that I learned in ballers. Right. <laughs> okay, so. Which is clearly how the XFL CFL thing is gonna get run. Right. So the other thing uh, here quickly on football that I thought has been interesting is this XFL talk has kind of stirred up a bit more. And I've been reading quite a bit uh, from the guys over at three downnation.com. And there is a theory out there. There's some talk out there. Here's another theory, man, that it's the three big markets, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal saying, yeah, we need to do the XFL thing. And we don't necessarily care if you're coming. So Toronto and Montreal, let's just say the CFL is whatever it's going to be. MLSE decides we'd rather have either move the Argonauts or drop the Argonauts and and buy into the XFL, whatever that looks like. Vancouver is for sale. Um, Right now that team is being run by David Braley's estate after he passed away. He's left enough money to run them for a year or two, uh, but not much longer. Are you interested in buying the BC Lions right now, knowing that Toronto and Montreal, the two biggest markets in the league, may leave the league, and now you're looking at a seven-team small town, or is Vancouver a big enough market where they go, you know, we'll we'll buy a team in the XFL and, and take that run? There's a lot of talk over the last week or two about the machinations of all of this and just how divisive it is. Um, you know, the Argos are contributing very little to the CFL and actually it's locally owned teams. And I can see why there wouldn't be much appetite for this in small markets like Edmonton, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan sending money to the Argonauts owned by MLSE as part of this, you know, whatever they yeah. call it. Right. Uh, I, see, to me, I have transfer agreements. Or, yeah. or, like you're looking at the league ran 
the Alouettes yep. last year. Yes. And so you were already in a situation where you were looking at at um, MLSE running the Argos already kind of in a pro bono kind of fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is goodwill. This is really what Man, we're doing the here. optics of those. I, I, I know, <laughs> I, I know but, but what I'm saying is you have Braley at one point owned both the Lions yes. and the Argos. Yep. And like the reality is in that situation right now, Toronto, the Argos are for sure, for sure, for sure behind the Leafs, Raptors, Jays, TFC. Yep. Like for sure. We'll get to you we when can, we get to you, right? <laughs> we can talk about whatever, you know, pro beach volleyball is happening. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever else is going on, right? In yeah. terms of it is, and nobody else, if MLSE is not going to run that, I don't know where you're at in terms of of who who now is going to come in. I was listening to Dave Naylor or reading Dave Naylor. He's been all day. over this, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and he's an Argo season ticket holder. Not yep. only does he write about it, and but he's passionate about it, and he's saying, "Yeah, that the you you cannot run a CFL now without without those three markets that you named, right? right? The three biggest markets in in the country. They're, I'm not saying they're the best CFL markets. They're not, but they are yeah. the three biggest. Yep, right. And that TSN money gets way smaller, like. For sure, sponsorship, for sure. all these things, and so you know Ottawa, a future thing in Halifax or whatever. Who cares, yeah. right? And you have the lifeblood, which is through Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, right? Yep. You're, you're looking at, at at how how big it is there, but this is this is a aging demographic. Yeah, it is that that is just if you were to bring in, and and it's and it's worth noting when you look at 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 social media presence right? This is what younger people follow, whether you like wrestling or not. And we talked about pro wrestling earlier, Yeah, right? You look at the crossover popularity of, of the rock mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, right? Moving into movies and, and everything else that he's done, right? Like he, he's done that. He didn't do that on the basis of his small CFL career, <laughs> right? It's no, off of, he's become one of his, the biggest movie stars of all time springboarded off of his yep. WWF, WWE time, yep. right? And, and if you look at Brock Lesnar and, and what a huge impact in the in the UFC he mm-hmm. had, that is hugely springboarded off of his popularity on the dirty, unwashed backs of, <laughs> of wrestling fans, right? So whether we like it or all snub our noses at it, right? It's a it's a huge thing. Like when 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 The Rock has over two hundred million followers on Instagram, right? That's that's like. <laughs> And, and Dave Naylor said this. He's like, "How much would you have to pay for that kind of media presence mm-hmm. if you were if you were looking for, you know, for coverage in commercials or right. print or anything? You have this guy with two hundred and twenty five million followers. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to yeah. throw it out there and see what shakes loose. And so, I guarantee reality- you, when he posted the other uh, a week or two ago, when this was all blowing up, he put out on his Instagram. And I, I still maintain to this day that it was a message directed solely at Canada. I'm not, I don't want to hurt the CFL. The CFL was a big part of my life. The fact that they cut me showed me I wasn't good enough to play there. Like everything was very complimentary, but I promise you that picture of him in that Calgary Stampeders uniform is the most viewed, like that's the time that logo. The has, Calgary Stampeders logo has never been seen. more. That's right. That's right. 
or by a more diverse population. Right. That's the first time millions of people saw that logo ever. It could only be seen more if it was on Ariana Grande's Instagram. <laughs> well, we should check. Maybe, maybe she is yeah, a big stamps fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. I, I, she strikes me more as a Bombers fan. Yeah, all right. Not sure yeah, why, but, I, but I get what you're saying, Matt. Yeah. And, and so uh, I agree with you that it is being driven by these, these three big franchises. Because if, if those go, three just up and leave, I know the, the heart of the league will go, they're not the important, and they're, you're right about that. The, those smaller markets are more passionate. They are the heart of the league, but the money changes. And now right. can you lure, you know. Let's not, let's not confuse passion with eyeballs. Right. That's right. right. When your biggest markets, your most passionate markets are your, are your smallest markets. Yeah. That's, that's not helping problem. you. And, and, and we agree. We all know that that the prairies are the, are the lifeblood yep. in terms of passionate fan bases, people who live and die with their CFL teams. But man, in, in, on the fringes, which is Ontario and BC, man, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a population that is, that is gravitating towards it. There there's people who, who are my age and younger who are saying, nah, NFL, man, that's, that's football. And my grandfather, yeah. loved or my father loved, loved the CFL. Right. What well, is interesting. I, I don't know, you know, if it's transferable or not, but Ottawa has by far by demographic, the youngest fan base in the CFL. So, uh, they've made it feel like a cool thing to do, um, here in town, but that has not been something they've been able to transfer across, you know, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. I, well, I don't, I don't know enough about the demographics in the heart of the league. They seem to be doing well, but I don't know how old these people are. And we'll see it. And the thing is it's, it's, I've talked about this, I believe before on the podcast. So I went to a pile of games as a young kid, Rough Rider games, mm-hmm. uh, Ottawa Rough Riders season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was, I, I could have been the youngest guy in the entire section. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, I'm in my thirties right? at that, at that time. Right. And, and so when I went to, I don't know, maybe 08, I was out in Calgary and went to a, um, Stampeders Argonauts game mm-hmm. and it was a much younger crowd. Right. Right. Um, but what's happened here in Ottawa is you go and you and I have gone and fired back the oldest many, guy in the <laughs> many $14 beers. Yeah. There. Um, but the idea is what they've done is is they've put up all kinds of high boy tables all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Shrunk the crowd a bit down to about a twenty four thousand seat stadium. It's a great place to see a game. It really is. But there's a pile of places to stand, have a beer, and there's a there's at any time during the game, there's a pile of people whistling back beers and and, and having a great time. And the football game is going on in the background, right? And so yeah, I've paid my my sixty seventy bucks to get in, but it's just the place to be of, tonight, right? It's, it's kind of, and, and this is it. And that's the place where honestly you see guys shooting four beers out of a boot, right? Like, <laughs> that's happening there, man. I mean, you're true, like, yes. and, and so it's, it's a good time, but they've made it more than about football. And, and I'm not sure if that's a, a positive or, or ultimately a negative right. for the league. That's true. You do want your product, product to be to the be feature. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Anything else you wanted to get to on this one? Briefly, did you look at that article I sent you over on on? I didn't six, see it till we were just firing up. But uh, six a- anyway, six names who deserve a shot at the cup. 
Yeah, or six grizzled gray beards who you would <laughs> who you would like to see win a cup, right? Okay, and, yep. And and really, it's it's you you all get it. Everybody understands these vets who've played a long time. We can call them the Ernie Bankses of uh, <laughs> Ernie Banks. I did. Wow. How many, how many listeners out there? Good listener, raise your hand right now. Seriously. If you know who Ernie coming Banks off is. this talk that you were one of the young hip guys at the football game, right into your Ernie Banks reference. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I I don't think I said youngest hippest. I said uh, youngest. No, but without a but broken hip, sliding yourself into this young hip place. That's all. Okay, I'm well, sorry if I sorry if I gave that impression. You have that's shattered that illusion now, though. Don't worry. <laughs> well, because and and as you're as you're poking me with it, I'm like, okay, well, who's another? Who's a good reference? Anyways, we'll just get right into the hockey one, which is guys guys who who you would like, good listener, good viewer, good hockey fan, you would like to see win a Stanley Cup, right? And so they, they had six names. And, and just tell me off the top of your head, if there's any of these first four guys, because I'm going to leave the last two off, Matt. because Because okay, they're Leafs. They were exactly Thornton and Spezza, no doubt. Thornton and Spezza <laughs> yeah, on okay. there. Yep, exactly. I would like to see them win a cup this year, this is, preferably. This is, exactly, <laughs> this is traded away to the Bruins. Ugh. Yes, God. <laughs> no? All no. Right. Okay. But they were five and six and both making, and they talked about transferable. They they sort of gave their age and their and their transferable cap hits, right? So when you know what I think, got, just before you give the names, yeah. I don't um like Thornton was just there and didn't get it done, right? Like I know they're saying you'd like to see win a cup. Spezza, I guess it's been since 07. For I always yeah. sort of pull for the guys who didn't even get a crack at it, right? Like their teams right. weren't good enough. Whereas you know, as, as shitty as it is to say, these guys both got there and didn't get it done. So whatever, you know. You blew it. <laughs> yes. Just like that. Yes. Um. Okay, but anyway, so so those guys were on there, and and as they the, 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 they said, they don't need to be traded. Sure, they're already on a cup contending team, and so get them, Campbell. Yeah, so carrying us to glory. So tell me, and I'll just give you the four names, and and yep. good listener, play along at home. Tell me if any of these four guys tug at your heartstrings, or you wake up in the morning saying, "I'd love to see." any of these guys win a cup before the end of their careers. Okay. Mark Stahl, Ryan Miller, Bobby Ryan, and some other guy that I can't remember right at this moment. Bobby Ryan's not that old yet, is he? Bobby Ryan is... I guess he'd be early 30s. He would be in 87 birth. He, he so was Sid's he, age. All right, yeah. Yeah, you're was, right. He, he was, was in that draft, yeah. He was the second overall the draft consolation pick behind prize. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bobby Ryan, it, it's not tugging at my heartstrings. I'd be like, that wouldn't be kind of cool. Mark Stahl, I don't really give a shit either way, I don't think. Um, and who was the third? Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. You know what? When he got traded from Buffalo to St. Louis, I was like, oh man, this is over. Like St. Louis has been so close. Yes. And it just didn't happen. Um, but he always bugged me because he was Buffalo. Like he was killing my shit Leafs for like a decade. And then he was the USA goalie at the Vancouver Olympics. Um, I think I'm a little different on him just because of, of those factors. And because he's clearly going to do it as a backup where I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right. They're just handing you a ring. You didn't, 
if he was still starting for somebody and got it done, that might be a cool story. Um, yeah. So no, I guess none of those guys are really, uh, jumping out at me. Mark Stahl. I, I don't know why I just don't really care either way about, uh, how about a goaltending tandem of Jack Campbell and Ryan Miller in Toronto? <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, the, the, the other guy is come to me now. Mm. The other guy on the list is, oh, number. Don't be, whatever. don't say Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, no, I don't, was, I don't care. Was the fourth it. guy on the list who said after signing for like the bare minimum in San Jose, cause it was important for him to, you know, make a couple milestones and for his kids to get back in the school system and blah, blah, blah. I'd be great. with getting traded to a contender. Yes. Supposedly all those, uh, nice warm feelings for San Jose were just a, uh, a facade or, uh, I wonder, what do you think about that? Because I guess he will, if he stays healthy, um, he will pass, I think this year. Yeah. Gordy Howe, uh, for most games played all time. NHL. NHL games played all time. That's right. Do you, you know, do you care? Like, is that something that you want to see that you really care about? Or does the knowledge that Gordy played all those games with the WHA kind of make it? And if not, would you, I don't know that anybody's picking up the phone and just dying to get Patrick Marlowe back on their team, but would you consider trading him? Or do you think that you just keep him to, to watch him pass that milestone in a Sharks jersey? Are you asking me if I'm Doug Wilson? Is I don't know, even know what I'm asking you. Just what are your thoughts okay. on the whole fucking thing? <laughs> I, I, I think, um, I don't think he's got anything to offer. It doesn't really feel like it. Right. And, and you are talking about a, a depth guy. Like he's going to come into a, a cup contender and be on your fourth line. Mm-hmm. Am I right with that? Yes. Is that unfair? No. Um, on Mike uh, Babcock's team it is. Cause he's going to be out there in the last minute of <laughs> Down by yeah. Austin Matthews will be on the bench. <laughs> exactly, and Mar- man. And Marlo Fuck. will be out there. <laughs> okay, well, we got we got DJ Smith here, who's like a total acolyte of, yeah, of that for sure. Thing. So uh, we'll see more of that. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see him being impactful anyway, and I certainly don't. You know, he took his swing at it. Yep. He he went to he went to Toronto. And he went. Oh, I'm going to be here. Uh, you know, yep. they're going to pay me. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, and 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 he did Pittsburgh th- last year, right? But I think he was also. I think this team is now in contention status. Toronto, I'm talking about. Yeah. And I think a lot of those young guys will look back on their time with Patrick Marlowe and, and see him as as playing a valuable role. No doubt about that. Yeah. In, in their development, maybe not in his. You know, he didn't have his best years in Toronto. No. But I, I think I think when you sign a vet, if Lou doesn't give him that third year, Leaf fans all still love Patrick Marlowe, right? And this is it, right? And we talked about it here, although saying, he doesn't hey. come. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so right. that's the trade. You know, I, I know, but you you were looking at that at that. We said it here, man. Yep. The third year is too much. Yep, you're gonna not want that third year when it gets there. Yep. But I think I think in what he provided for that franchise, I think I think it will show in the young guys they have. Looks like it. Um, but to me, those days are gone. Just ride right. it out. Fin- get your record in the building that you're comfortable in, in front of the fans that... This is it. Because you're not going to help the Capitals. No. You're not going to put the Caps over. You're not going to put the Leafs over. The Bruins, they're, whatever. Yeah, yeah fuck they're, they're, that. They're, We're not bringing them yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. 
see if he can see if Marner's can probably suck. still living in his house or something. See if somebody else can suck a first round pick out of him. <laughs> is there anybody not on that list or maybe on that list? I didn't put it back to you that is in the league right now where you're like, I'd really like to see that guy get one before he's done. See, I'd, I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see Spets assigned with Colorado next year and win a cup. You're going to have to come to terms with the fact that Spez is either not getting one or he's getting yeah. it in blue. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You asked, though. It's, yeah. You asked. He was open-ended enough that I could right. fill it in how I wanted. Um, yeah, beyond that, I'm not sure there's somebody else. I'm sure you could throw a couple names at me, but um, yeah, not really. Yeah. Not really. I, I want to see Braden Colbert win another one with the Senators this year. <laughs> Sure. He looks right on the, what is happening with, uh, Mark Mathot a couple weeks ago and, and whatever he's trying to draw an audience to a show and it's actually a pretty good show. If you're a sense fan, you should check it out. The Wally and Mathot show, um, that within two or three years, the Sens will be not just better, but significantly better than the Leafs. So fair well, enough. You can say what you want about that, but on Saturday night, Kevin Bieksa adds on to that and saying Colburn and Josh Brown will be a big part of that. What are these guys fucking talking now? Both defensive defensemen in their own right, but what are we even doing, man? <laughs> like, Okay, I like Bieksa. I do too, a I, lot. I think, he's, I think he's great on the panel. Yeah. Last night I listened to him call Brady Kachuk, Brady Techuk. Okay. Tetchuk five times, like not not just like the first time it it's slipped. Like he's doing it just to troll you. <laughs> this is it. I, I think what Tetchuk is doing is a great a great thing, you know. And you're like, what? Hit it, man! I what remember you- back in the day in the highlights when he started in Winnipeg. The commentator, whoever did the like regional games there for the Jets back in like '95 or whatever, he's still doing it right now. They called him Tetchuk. It, well, you hear years. some people say "taka chuck." You're like "taka chuck." I, I it, you're an idiot, but I get it. You're going, you're T-c-c-c- going with you're working, you're sounding it out, right? But we've had Keith have a you know yes. a virtual Hall of Fame career, yep. and he's got two kids, yep. who are who are prominent in the league right now, plus an illegitimate um, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, spelled differently. Cz. Yeah, yeah but, but anyways, I, that's how you're. That's how you're <laughs> covering your trail. <laughs> I don't know whose kid that is. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and the, the the thing that's interesting is um they had Mike Johnson from TSN on on the morning show. Mm-hmm. And and you know what it's like, you know, when you have somebody on, sometimes you just ask them a question to see what the answer is, right? You're you don't need to lead them. And, and to me, it was it was friend of the show, John Rodenberg, mm-hmm. who asked the question. He said Looking at the Senators' core now, whatever that is, Batherson, Kachuk, Shabbat, Stutzla, just sure. use that core. Yep. And he said, is that comparable to the Leafs, Riley, Tavares, Marner, Matthews? Right. And, and you go, go, right? Yep. Which is which is in that Mathot, BX of vein, right? Whatever that that is. And, and Mike Johnson, so Johnson is, to me, he's great. He's very good, yeah. And he's like... I'm on Ottawa radio, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, the reality is it's not even close, right? He mm-hmm. says it's, it's, you're looking at Tavares 
a first overall pick. Matthews, a first overall pick. Right. You're talking about Marner, a third or a fourth, fourth overall yeah. pick, whatever it is. And, and you're looking at, at how dynamic and how great these players are. He's like, those Ottawa players are good and the ceiling on them may be, may be high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is not a comparable right. to the Toronto quartet. And, and so I, I don't, I don't for a second think that JR thought it was. No. But it's, it, in an Ottawa but crowd. it would be better to let Mike no, no, Johnson no, no, say no, it than JR. No, no. <laughs> to me, it's to me, it's it's one of those things where I can have somebody else throw that cup of cold water in your crotch. I, I don't have to do it. Right. Right. It's 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 great perspective, right? For well, and, Ottawa fans to just stop and go, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, no, good. and you're right. Um, but I do think like there's Toronto's going to be hamstrung by the cap here for a little bit. And first of all, I agree with Mike Johnson if we're limiting it to those names. But yeah, there yeah. are young pieces on defense coming for Ottawa that Toronto doesn't have coming. And and so we'll see. My beef wasn't that Mark Mathot said the Sens are going to be... If he just said the Sens in two or three years could be right there with the Leafs, I'd have gone, yeah, that could happen. When I you say that. significantly better, the Leafs for the last several years have largely been on pace to be an over 100-point team every year. What does significantly better to you mean? 125 points a year yeah. that that the I Lightning mean, did last year? I, or two? Like, I, I, I mean, Lightning, 132 points. Right. So that's the part where I, I just go, all right, like, just stop, right? Like, we're not trying to have a real conversation here. We're trying to get the fan, both fan bases riled up to a, a certain degree. And I, I I'm with you. I think within two, three years, the Sens could be right there with the Leafs because of what might happen to the Leafs and what looks like it's going to happen to the Sens. I just, it was the significantly better part that I kind of just went, all right, stop. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and I, I, yeah. And, but again, I think you've said it in the intro, right? My thoughts, a guy who is recently retired, who is, who has a good social media presence yes, and is looking, to, is looking to build on that. And and he's an interesting and kind of, he's a character, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of that, right? Like, look at here. Look at this. Uh, and, and, and people, and you know, Matt, and we've we've seen it in the responses <laughs> to the show. People, people respond to what they deem to be the zany and outrageous. Well, you pumped up the thing I love and at the same time slammed the thing I hate. I'm what? with you, right? Like <laughs> I want to listen to that guy's show <laughs> for sure. He's going to give me more of what I want to hear. Exactly, man. So, uh, last thing. And again, this wasn't on the list. I saw an interesting tweet, I think, and I forget the guy's name. I'll correct it. I'll, I'll share the tweet on Twitter if I have it wrong. Uh, Don in Farhaven, I believe is his Twitter sure. handle. Yep. Um, and he put out a tweet that said only one of these two things can be true. And I'm going to be paraphrasing, but essentially, um, Ottawa gave away the face of the franchise in Mark Stone for a spare part that is, uh, Eric Brandstrom, Eric. Yeah. Yep. Or DJ Smith is completely misusing a piece that could absolutely be contributing in a big way right now. He goes, one of those things has to be true. Which one of those things to you is true? Uh, you know what? Don is a, um, for, I see a lot of Don and he's a, he, he tweets and, and texts into the, into, yeah. into local radio shows. Um, 
Yeah, Don has clearly subscribed to the Mark Mathot theory. I'm going to say outrageous bullshit and, and, <laughs> okay. and see what sticks here. Um, see, to me, the reality is it's it's going to be we're never going to Brandstrom is never going to be what what we hoped. But the reality is, how do we he's know just, that? Okay, well, no, okay, because what we, what you what you hoped was you've traded away an all star, yes. and a heart and a heart and soul guy. And you've got back a guy who you can't put in your lineup right now, or you your coach deems to not put yes. in your lineup. Yeah. So in that case, what Don has said is true. Yep. Right. But the reality is, Brandstrom is a is an undersized twenty one year old defenseman, right? And the reality is that he is gonna he is gonna probably develop into a top four defenseman. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this not is a guy this way. Well, this is a guy who okay. you, you've now sent him down to Belleville. When? And he's just last week. He played five games. Well, right now That's, he's sitting on the taxi squad. Yeah, and he's been there for a bit. So he needs to be playing somewhere. Correct. But he, he played a boatload of minutes just last week in okay. Belleville. All right. Five points in four games. And he's just a guy who needs to learn to use his size better. I, he's going to be a top four guy in this team, period. He, they had him on practice running the second power play unit. They like should. That, well, I know, <laughs> I know. But to me, he's not ready. And you watch and see as soon as the as soon as the trade deadline is done, you'll see him finish the year here. Every game. I would hope so, man. Because to me, that kid looks like, like, yeah, there's some things to learn or whatever, but they're not going to be, to me, he's, he's, he looks like a guy who's learned all he's going to learn in the AHL. And as a defenseman, being over a point a game in the A bears that yeah. out. Yeah, and so now he's he either got to play in Ottawa or trade. I don't know. I'm not saying trade him. They're not going to trade him. But yeah, get off the taxi squad. Like, yeah. It's and, well, first of all, and I think, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. The, the practice squad is, is not going to be of any use to him. No. But what he needs to learn in the AHL is not to get blasted once or twice each game. Steve right? Warren as, was talking about that too. Just as, being as a, being as more a elusive when you go back, get out well, of the and, way of some of these huge four checkers. And, and and Coach Mann from Belleville was on the other day, and that's what he's saying. He's hmm. like, he still takes way too much contact right. for a small guy, right? The the learning to be more elusive is is what is needs to be added into his game. And I think you're forgetting, and most fans do, that we're also talking about Igor Sokolov being part of that part of that Mark Stone trade. So what's the, I heard uh, somebody, the lawyer it, jingle. Yeah. I don't know. Call but, I, but, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, uh, give us your gold and we'll, <laughs> I'm I, the I don't cash know. man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, somebody today said it was, uh, Callum Fraser saying, I, I was watching Sokolov in Belleville the other night who had a big game. And he goes, and I was trying to remember who he reminds me of. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's Artem Anisimov. In his oh, prime. no. Like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, in prime spirit. is fair. <laughs> not the current Artem Anisimov. No, not at all. Big Ottawa Russian five getting her going against the Habs on Saturday. The green unit part two. Josh Anderson showing up take after taking six weeks off, potting himself a couple. Uh, I well, did it, caught a bit of that game, mainly just. It was, uh, it was to Foley. And Anderson, that's your three goals. Yeah, well. All off-season acquisitions. Yep. True, man. Anything True. else? That's it. 
That is your Easter edition of the Tall Can Audio podcast. Don't forget, Kevin Mickey and Mick Foley of Sportsnet will be here <laughs> on uh, Wednesday to tee up for WrestleMania. Um, and uh, circle back if you haven't had a chance. The Andrew Stoughton show uh, on the Blue Jays and Alex Marchand from the uh, Ottawa Sens Game Ops crew, both really interesting stuff. Uh, if you're not subscribed yet, both really interesting stuff. That's not a both really interesting episodes. If you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you have subscribed to the podcast while you're sitting here right now, while you're listening to me finish this sentence, hit follow, hit subscribe because we've got more great guests coming up as well. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll catch you on the next episode of Talking and Audio. See you. It is over. Now that's a tasty beverage. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at TalkanAudio.com or by searching Talking Audio on your favorite podcast app.